This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Here I am again, your old buddy Adam the Bull. It is Friday, and man, do we have a lot to talk about on today's show. We break down every single game on the NFL schedule. We will not do that. Not every single game. But we'll talk about some of them, and we'll talk about the fact that this is the time of year where every fan base in the country tries to convince themselves that the schedule favors their team. Except for a few people, like the New York teams. They convince themselves the schedule. Everybody hates them, and you know, so, so on and so forth. Uh, also today, the NBA playoffs, the Sixers could not eliminate the Celtics, but the Nuggets did eliminate the Suns. We'll get to that and what's happening this weekend in the NBA. Plus, I got two picks for you on the Major League Baseball docket on this Friday. That's all coming up on this edition of the Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the Bullpen with Adam the Bull. All right, let's jump right into it. The NFL is king. We all know this. Last uh, The schedule, some of the games were starting to trickle out. The league let some of them out uh, as early as Wednesday. Some of the primetime games, some of the special games. Last night, though, the full schedule release. A lot of teams getting very creative with their videos. Uh, I just watched right before this podcast the Chargers one, which was very funny. Uh, the anime version there. I'm not an anime guy, but uh, it was very creative. I love the Titans one. If you have not seen the Titans one, you have to go watch that. Uh, as these teams are very smart about doing this. I mean, the NFL just man, they they can market anything. They really can market anything. And you know, last night with the schedule coming out, uh, some things we learned earlier in the week was that. No longer does every team get guaranteed a Thursday night or a primetime game. In fact, there are four teams that got no primetime games. And there was less. You know, It's always been the AFC games are on CBS and the NFC on Fox, the non-primetime games. And that's they've wavered from that a little bit. They've continued to do it more. Still majority games on a, uh, AFC on, on CBS and, and uh, NFC on Fox. But not they're not as tied to that as they've been now. Primetime games, the teams with the most, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Bills, and the Cowboys. Those teams have six games. Uh, I don't really get the Chargers. Um, the Chargers have been good, obviously, but they haven't won a playoff game with this current coach and, and quarterback. Uh, Dallas is there, we know, because they're a very popular team. Kansas City and Buffalo deservedly there. Uh, teams with five primetime games, the Jets, which to me is a joke. But it's New York. I, although I, I really feel like market doesn't play as big a role in popularity of games in the NFL as it does 
for other sports. It does, but not as big a role. Green Bay, I, that I don't get at all. It's a small market. They're not an overly popular team, especially now. They don't, they don't have a quarterback. I mean, Jordan Love might be a quarterback. We have no idea. Minnesota's got five. Don't get that. Vegas has got five. Why do I want to watch Vegas play? Why? They were lousy last year. They've gotten worse at quarterback. Philadelphia, five. Okay, makes sense. San Francisco, five. I get it. Four primetime games. Detroit, an up-and-coming team. The Bears are an up-and-coming team with an exciting young quarterback. Denver, I don't see that. I think it's possible Russell Wilson bounces back with Sean Payton there, but I don't get that. Baltimore, uh, Denver, I may have said Baltimore. Denver and Baltimore both in. Cincinnati, four. I'm a little biased. I'm a Bengals fan. I, I thought the Bengals would have more. I don't understand why Green Bay, Minnesota, Vegas, and the Chargers have more primetime games than Cincinnati, but so be it. I actually like the day games. The Giants have four. That's a New York market. That's a team I expect to go backwards this year. New England, I have no idea why they're getting four games. Pittsburgh, okay. Uh, New Orleans, Seattle, Jacksonville, and Miami with three. Tampa Bay, Cleveland, Tennessee, Carolina, and the Rams with two. I have no interest in seeing. Obviously, my local team is Cleveland here that I cover. I know the team inside and out for the last decade plus. Uh, I think two is fair for them. Tennessee, the Rams, Tampa Bay. I I, I don't want to see them on primetime. Washington is one game. And then Houston, Atlanta, Arizona, and Indianapolis, zero primetime games. I get that. Those teams don't seem to be worth watching. I think Atlanta could be the most interesting of the bunch, but they still don't have a quarterback, and uh, I don't know. So overall, listen, these and these things change, by the way. Obviously, games get flexed in, flexed out. There's more uh, ability to flex games this year than there's ever been before. And so, um, you know, we, we could certainly see a lot of movement if, if the teams that have four you know, the, the what, uh, let's see, there's 17 teams, half the league. No, just over half the league. 17 teams have four or more primetime games. So if any of those teams are bad, and obviously some of them will turn out to be bad, uh, some of them I think aren't, aren't going to be very good going into the season, but certainly some of those teams will turn out to be bad or, or uh, you know, unwatchable or they lose a quarterback, whatever, they'll be flexed out of some of these games. That'll happen, and, and other teams will be pushed back in. Um yeah, I mean, I, I think the most interesting teams that have less than four potentially are Jacksonville, Miami, uh, Cleveland. Because for Cleveland, if Deshaun Watson gets back to being the quarterback he was in Houston, they'll probably be a, a good deal better. I, I actually think the Browns will win nine, ten games this year. Uh, maybe I'm being overly optimistic, but I, I'm just expecting Deshaun Watson now after getting those six games under his belt, to be able to play like the guy we saw in Houston. That guy was a, a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback, an all-pro caliber quarterback. I'm expecting that guy this year. Maybe I maybe I shouldn't. And if you don't, then I'll be wrong, and the Browns will win six games. Uh, Jacksonville, I do think Jacksonville will take a step back a little bit. They, they, they were not very good the first half. They were great in the second half. I think they'll be somewhere in between. Their division stinks. I expect them to win it, but uh, Miami, I also think, comes back to the pack. But you know, if Tua stays healthy, it's a big if, and he plays as well as he did in the first half of last season, then Miami will not disappoint. Those, again, some big ifs. So there you go. Uh, the week one 
lines are already out. I uh, saw those yesterday. Um, uh, in fact, I got them right in front of me at the Bet River Sportsbook. We'll look. I give you. Early, I'm not going to make picks yet, but the season opens Thursday night football with the Lions and the Chiefs on September the seventh. What we're uh, less than four months away. Chiefs are a touchdown favorite today. Obviously, it's a long, long way to go. Chiefs a seven-point favorite at home against the Lions. I know a lot of people like the Lions this year. I think the Lions are going to be pretty good this year, uh, but they ain't the Chiefs. So that's the Thursday nighter to open the season, the defending champs at home against a an interesting Lions team. The 1 o'clock games, you got the Ravens at home are a 9.5-point favorite over the Texans. The Saints at home are a 3.5-point favorite over the Titans. The Steelers at home getting three against the Niners. The Browns at home getting two and a half against the Bengals. Battle of Ohio to start the season. Vikings at home favored by six and a half over Tampa. The Colts at home getting three and a half against Jacksonville. The Commanders at home by six over Arizona. The Falcons at home by three over Carolina. The 430 games, the opening Sunday. Chargers at home by two and a half over Miami. Seahawks at home by five and a half over the Rams. Broncos at home by three and a half over the Raiders. The Bears at home by two and a half over the Packers. The Patriots at home getting five against the defending NFC champion Eagles. The Sunday night game is Dallas at the Giants. The Cowboys are favored by three in that one. And then the first Monday night game of the year is the Bills at the Jets. The Bills are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. If you go on Bet Rivers, I mean, they we got lines up there um, for a lot of games. Uh, in fact, I think all the Week 2 games already have spreads on them. You could make a bet, like, early now if you think, uh, I don't know, something weird's going to happen or whatever. You you know, some, some degree you're guessing what's going to happen. But... Um, the lines are already up there. Uh, one other thing I wanted to hit on on the schedule, a couple of uh, things in terms of the holidays, right? You got Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving games this year. Uh, let's see. On paper, these are decent matchups. You've got Green Bay at Detroit, Washington at Dallas, and then the sun, the, uh, the Thanksgiving night game is San Francisco at Seattle. I think those are all pretty decent games. Again, this is months and months from now. Who the hell knows what these teams are going to look like? And then the first ever Black Friday game at 3 p.m. Weird time, 3 p.m. Eastern. Miami at the Jets. So that's the Thanksgiving situation. Then we have Christmas. Uh, Christmas week. So you got uh, on that week, there's a Thursday game and two Saturday games. And then Christmas Eve, everybody plays Christmas Eve or most of the most of the games because it's a Sunday. There is a Christmas Eve game at the, at night. Uh, New England at Denver. And then there's a triple header on Christmas Day. That that's new. A Monday Christmas Day triple header. Vegas Chiefs, it's like Thanksgiving. They've made turned Christmas into Thanksgiving. The NFL just does whatever it wants. Whatever it wants. It's amazing. So you got Vegas at the at the Chiefs at one, 
Giants at the Eagles at 4.30, and Baltimore at San Francisco at 8.15. And then um, and then you got a full slate of Sunday games on New Year's Eve. But there's no New Year's Day game. They did, they did avoid that. There is no Monday night game on New Year's Day. Um, and, yeah, that's the second to last week of the season. The Sunday night or that night is uh, that week is Green Bay at Minnesota. So what I'll say about the schedule is I'm not making it any predictions based on the schedule. And obviously we got a long way to go. I mean, training camp doesn't start now for two and a half months. But the predictions will come. Uh, but it's so hard. I, I Whenever the schedules come out, people are like, well, the winning percentage of our opponents last year, that could be misleading. And as we all know, it's every, from year to year, there always seems to be half the teams are different every season in the playoffs. So there will be some new faces in the playoffs this year. There will be teams that you expect to be really good that won't. There'll be teams that you expect to be really bad that will or that will be good. And you have to be, you know, if you just go chalk and make the predictions based on what based on only last year, you're going to be wrong. And it's hard not to do that because you see certain teams you're like, well, there's no way they can be bad. Because you can't anticipate some of the things that are going to go wrong. Maybe a team's been deep in the playoffs a few years and they've been reading their press clippings too much or they're worn down from all the extra games or they're dealing with injuries you know, or, or the chemistry has changed for the good or the bad for certain teams. Uh, it's really hard to predict that, but that's exactly what we do here. And so eventually, not today, we'll make predictions uh, for the season what we see. I, I did say a few weeks ago that my early thought was there'd be two new playoff teams in the AFC and that the Jets and the Browns would replace the Ravens and the Dolphins from last year. But probably it'll be more than that. Probably be three. In the NFC, who the hell knows right now? The NFC is completely up for grabs. The AFC has some really good teams up top. The NFC, uh, not so much. Not as much. And even San Francisco, which if you look at through their NFL rosters, I my opinion, not including quarterback, which is a big thing, obviously, not including quarterback, to me, San Francisco's got the best roster in the league. But their quarterback situation is so unknown that they're not there's no way I'm picking them to win the Super Bowl because I don't pick teams I don't ever pick a team with an unpredictable quarterback situation to win the Super Bowl because odds are they won't. As good as San Francisco is, they got a better roster by minus quarterback than the Chiefs, than the Eagles, than the Bengals, than the Bills, all of them. But you got to have that quarterback. Will Brock Purdy be the same guy? Will he even be healthy? Will Trey Lance ever develop after they traded up to get him? Who knows? Got a long way to go before we find that out. All right, let's switch it up, talk some hoops. Last night in the NBA playoffs... The Celtics avoided elimination in Philadelphia, and now all the pressure back on Philly. Doc Rivers and the Sixers, especially Doc, has choked so many times. He has lost so many closeout games. The Sixers, they blew a lead last year. They collapsed in the fourth quarter last night. It was a close game. But they were up two points at the end of three. They had played a really good third quarter after only scoring 43 points in the first half. 
The, the, the Sixers were down 50-43 to 43 at the half. But they outscored the Celtics by nine in the third quarter and had a 73-71 lead at the end of three. And they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn in the fourth quarter. 95-86 to 86 is the final. Um, when you look at it last night, uh, Tobias Harris and James Harden, you know, those two guys were awful. They combined to go 5 of 23 from the field, 0 for 7 from 3, and James Harden had 5 turnovers. Killed them. They had 15 points between them. So, yeah, and Bede scored his 26, and Maxie scored his 26. They both shot it pretty well. Not from three. In fact, from three, the, the Sixers are just horrible. Eight of 34 from three. Uh, but they got no contributions from anyone else. I mean, Harden's 13 was third, and, and I mean, he was wildly inefficient. Celtics only played seven guys the whole game. Uh, it was It's just a weird game. Because the, the Sixers had the two leading scores of 26. For the Celtics, they only had one player score 20. But they did have five guys with double uh, in double digits. They shot the ball well from three. That was, I mean, that's the difference. Celtics hit 15 threes. The, the Sixers hit eight. That's the game right there. Um, Jason, Jason Tatum, you know, did not have a pretty a, a good game for most of the night. He was 5 of 21 for the field. But comes through when it matters. 19, 9, 6, two steals, two blocks. And the Celtics avoid elimination. And now you got you, you got to love their chances of winning at home. But I know it's been a weird postseason. So who knows? Let me see the Bet Rivers, the latest Bet Rivers line on that game. They're playing Sunday. 7.30, the Celtics are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite latest line at Bet Rivers as of this morning. Um, meanwhile, the kudos to the Denver Nuggets, the much-criticized Jokic and the Nuggets, who nobody believes it in the playoffs, they just took it to Durant and Booker. And pathetic job by Devin Booker after the game, not talking to the media. Like, when you were making all those shots in game three and game four at home, he was happy to talk to the media. And then they lose, they get humiliated, and he can't, he doesn't face the music. That's just pathetic. And as we talked about earlier in the week, the Nuggets are at their bench, are at their best when Jokic is not scoring 50, but when he's scoring about 30 and then getting everybody involved. And in games five and six, when the Nuggets won, and last night, they just took it to them. They had 44 at the end of the first, 37 in the second. They were up 81-51 at halftime. Obviously, the game was over. They end up winning by 25 points. Jokic had 32, 10, 12, three steals. Brilliant. 13 of 18. They spread the wealth. Five Nuggets players took 10 shots or more, and... They all shot over 50%, except for Michael Porter Jr. He was 4 of 10. Jokic was 13 of 18. Uh, Oh, sorry. Murray was under 50%, but 7 of 16, still really good. Uh, uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope was 7 of 11 
And Brown was 6-13 off the bench. He played great off the bench again. He was big in Game 5. Does it again in Game 6. Jamal Murray at 26 points. And the Nuggets are moving on. Very impressive. 125 to 120. So they will have home court advantage uh, against either the Lakers or Warriors. Game five of that, excuse me, game six of that series is tonight. Warriors, Lakers. The, uh, let's, let me look at the latest line on that one, the latest Bet Rivers line. Lakers are a two and a half point favorite at home against the Warriors. And I think LeBron and Anthony Davis, who's expected to play, will close them out tonight. The Warriors have been terrible on the road. Um, and and I think LeBron, interestingly enough, will put the final nail in this Warrior coffin. And I think the Warriors' run is over. I'm probably crazy for saying this before they've been eliminated. But I don't think they're making another run next year. I don't know that Draymond Green's going to be back. I think the Lakers take care of business. But I'll tell you what, I really feel like the Nuggets have a great chance to to get to the finals. Uh, I, I'm I'm up I'm believing in the Nuggets right now. Um, the Nuggets are the favorite to win the West, but that's obviously because they've moved on. I'll be interested to see who's favored to win that Nuggets. Lakers or Nuggets Warriors series. Nuggets are minus 155 to win the West right now. Celtics Celtics are still the favorite to win the NBA title at plus 155 with the Nuggets to follow at plus 220 and then the Lakers at plus 450. Uh, two teams not mentioned there, the Knicks and the Heat. They'll play game six of that series in Miami tonight. The latest uh, Bet Rivers line on that one. The Heat are a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home trying to end the series. I think they will cover, take care of business tonight. I like both home teams in game six, the Heat and the Lakers, putting the the Knicks and the Warriors out. That's what I see happening tonight. Then again, my basketball picks have been eh. It's not baseball for me. Knicks Heat 7.30 tonight on ESPN. Warriors-Lakers at 10 o'clock tonight on ESPN. Let's go to baseball. I got two picks for you today. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Light schedule yesterday in Major League Baseball. Fascinating that the Mets, I mean, they've been pretty bad so far. Uh, I picked the Mets to go to the World Series, lose to Toronto. Right now, neither of those teams is playing particularly great baseball. Toronto's been all right, but not as good as I expected. Obviously, it's a long way to go. I don't count anybody out or in. I mean... I count Oakland out, but I counted them out when the season started. But any team I thought was going to be good, I'm not going to write them off after 40 games. And that's about where we are at this point, right? We're approaching the quarter pole. Most teams have played 36, 37, 38, 39 games. Uh, But the Mets are just not hitting at all. They've been shut out a ton this year. Lost 5 nothing to the Reds yesterday in a bullpen game. It's crazy. And their older pitchers, Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, some question marks. I thought those guys would lead them to a championship. Right now, that doesn't look good. Mets have lost five series in a row. They have two runs in their last 19 innings. 
And I want to say they've been shut out seven times already. Mm. Why can't I find that stat? I saw it the other day and I can't remember. They've been shut out a bunch. Uh, there you go. Rays continue to roll. Man, 30-9. and nine. They smoked the Yankees yesterday, 8-2. to two. Drew Rasmussen has been absolutely sensational. Uh, he's got a 262 ERA. So the Rays rough up the Yankees last night. And the Rangers, uh, one of the biggest surprises in baseball. Now nine games over 500 with a 4-0 beatdown of Oakland. Oakland, I said before the season, they they... I, that they might challenge the Mets, the 62 Mets, the expansion 62 Mets for the worst team ever record-wise. Uh, they might break this. I mean, we, again, we got a long way to go. But I think the least, um, uh, the worst winning percentage, I think, was 250. Which means they have to, to not be under 250. They're going to have to win 41 games this year. They've played about a quarter of the season they're on pace to win 33 games, 32 and a half, something like that. Now, again, long way to go. Maybe they'll play better. They are 3-16 and 16 at home. Nobody's at the game. I think they had about 3,000 people at the game. I don't blame the fans. The team's moving to Vegas. The stadium's a dump. The team is awful. It's going to get ugly there in Oakland. So they got blanked yesterday. As we head into the day, uh, looking at the standings, Tampa Bay, you know, again, the Yankees are in last place in the East and they're three games over 500, which is remarkable. Last place, three games over 500. The Yankees right now have, uh, let's see, the seventh best record in the American League and they're in last place. Only the Twins and Tigers have uh, Twins and Rangers, excuse me, have better records than the five teams in the East. There's only one of the uh, only other teams over 500 are the eight. Well, I mean, really, I mean, it's the Central that stinks and Oakland, the Central and Oakland. Um, but uh, Texas, obviously, the American League has been the been the biggest positive surprise. I'm with Baltimore, uh, Texas, and Baltimore. I, Baltimore was good last year. But I didn't expect them to get off to a great start. They're 24-13, second-best record in the American League. Rangers 23-14, third-best record in the American League. And you'd have to say Tampa Bay, I mean, as good as I thought they'd be, to be 30-9 and nine is just insane. In the National League, Braves with a big lead already in the East, six and a half up on Miami. The rest of the East has been bad. Um, they haven't, pay, you know, the Marlins, the Phillies, the Mets, none of those teams are pitching particularly well. And, not, and you know, I guess nobody expected the Marlins. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'll talk about surprises. Now, what's amazing about the National League Central is the Pirates are a huge surprise to start the season, but they've now lost nine of their last ten, but they're still in first. Why? The Brewers have lost eight of ten. The Cubs have lost six of ten. The Reds have lost six of ten. And the Cardinals after winning, they had won three in a row at the Cubs, and now they've dropped the game. Uh, no, I'm sorry. They they lost to the Cubs the last game of that series. Uh, so the Pirates, still in first, though, but that whole division, except for the Cardinals, is pretty close. Brewers half game back, Cubs two and a half, Reds four and a half. And the Dodgers got off to a slow start, big shocker. They've won eight of ten. And they've pulled into first in the National League. 
So I, you'd still say the Pirates are a pleasant surprise, although they've come back to earth. But Texas and Baltimore are the biggest surprise teams on the positive side. On the negative side, clearly the Cardinals at 13 and 25 is the biggest shocker. The Mets at 18 and 20 to some degree. Houston at 19 and 18. Chicago, the White Sox at 13 and 26. But uh, I didn't think the White Sox were going to be good. The Cardinals is the most stunning at 13 and 25. They're lucky not to be out of it completely because their division's not very good. But but there you go. Uh, On the docket today. I'm going to give you my my picks. I got two picks for you today. But let me just mention some good pitching matchups. Cubs-Twins tonight, 8-10 on Apple TV. Drew Smiley and Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray's been phenomenal for the Twins. Drew Smiley's pitched real well for the Cubs as well. Interesting game to keep an eye on. Young kid by the name of Yuri Perez, one of the top prospects in baseball. He's a 20-year-old pitcher. He just turned 20 a couple of weeks ago. And he's getting called up by the Marlins to make his major league debut. He put up some huge numbers uh, in the minors. And again, he just turned 20 years old. So tons of potential. H- how he's going to pitch at, at this point, I don't know, at this age. But um, he was the number seven prospect in baseball, according to Baseball America. Number 13, according to MLB.com. Number 11, according to Baseball pers- Prospectus. He'd been pitching at double A this year for Pensacola. Uh, in 31 innings, he had 42 strikeouts and had only allowed 25 base runners, only 16 hits given up. Oddly, he'd given up five home runs. That's been that's been his only problem in the minors. So he only gave up 16 hits, but five of them were home runs. Uh, so it's kind of an odd stat there. But anyway, I'm going to watch that game tonight, see how he looks in his uh, major league debut. Garrett Cole will be on the hill for the Yankees against Tampa. Did not pitch well against them last time. Uh, Rays going with a bullpen game tonight. Spencer Strider for the Braves against Chris Bassett. In Toronto is a good pitching matchup there. Adam Wainwright uh, and James Paxton, two guys who have been injured. Two guys making their second starts. Wainwright in his final season in Boston. And uh, Blake, and that's about it for the pitching matchups. All right, we'll give you my two games. Game number one, I'm going with the Rangers here against Oakland. Uh, Safe bet. A buddy of mine is betting against the A's on the run line every game this season, and he's up money. I'm not doing it every day. However, uh, on the run line, I get the Rangers at minus 112, so I don't have to pay much of a price. Minus 112 to get a run and a half with the Rangers. So... At minus 112, I'm going to take pick against Oakland every time. Martin Perez, good, solid veteran pitcher for Texas. Again, Oakland's won three games at home. Uh, and their starter, Ken Waldachuk, in his last three starts, has pitched 16 innings. He's given up 12 runs and five homers with eight walks. I like the Rangers' chances of winning by, t- by two or more runs. And the other one I got for you, I got the over in the Cardinals-Red Sox game. It was 10.5 when I looked at it this morning. Let me see if it's still there. Yeah. Over 10.5, Cardinals-Red Sox at minus 115. Uh, St. Louis has been hitting better of late. Boston's been great all year offensively. I talked about you got two guys who are making their second starts coming off the DL. They're veterans. 
I don't like either starting pitcher tonight. I think this is going to be a massive scoring. I think we could see like 15, 17 runs in this game. So I love the Cardinals and the Red Sox over 10 and a half runs in that one. All right, thanks to everybody, as always, for joining me. Thanks to Max for filling in for Brian Monzo for producing today. I'll be back next week. Uh, We'll have a Cleveland show on Monday and then the national shows later in the week. Uh, Check out the game preview videos uh, that we were doing. We did one with Mike Missinelli in Philadelphia yesterday. I'll be doing one with Brandon Stokely that I'm going to be recording here in a few minutes uh, with some some of the over-unders in the NFL after the schedule release, so we'll get to that as well. I'll see you next time. Where else but right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.